Hey, Sean. Yes, sir. You know how I moved up to the Great White North? Uh, yes, I do know that you <laughs> moved to the land of reindeer and Sinterklaas. So it uh, turns out that we had our summer, uh, our spring, <laughs> summer, and fall all in the course of uh, two days. What do you the, mean? <laughs> the temperature went from like minus like 36 up to minus nine. Which was like super nice. It was like, oh, this is like short and t-shirt weather. Back down to minus 26 today. What's it like living <laughs> in a place that's that cold? You know what? You go outside. Okay. You know when uh, you're in like a, I don't know, a sauna and you open the door and all the steam comes out or or if you open up the a, wash, a dishwasher right as it's finished and all like the hot steam comes out? Yep. Yeah, so in the mornings when we leave the house to go to work and we open the front door, that's what it's like. All of this like hot air, just like you can see all this hot, smoky air kind of come out of the house. So and when, then, when are you putting it in the hot tub? <laughs> and then your pants freeze instantly. And it's just very, very cold. Do you know uh, what isn't t- cold? <laughs> What's that? This episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Welcome, welcome to the Scene On Screen Podcast, where Sean cuts off David when he's not talking about things that he's interested in, like hot tubs. I was just going to say, the hot tub is ordered. Did you guys actually order a hot tub? (laughs) No. I'm on my way! (laughs) You know what? I I have to decide whether or not I can fit one in. I I would not be opposed to having a hot tub. That's for sure, but... uh, then the, you gotta put up the lattice and the privacy thing because you have like that weird Pentagon backyard. Yeah, we got uh, twelve neighbors that can stare right into our backyard. I want to get like a pergola type awning covering thing for one half of the deck, and then the other half I want to have a a sweet outdoor kitchen. Do you mean like you know, a gazebo? And are you yeah. going to get a Blackstone? Because Blackstones are like the coolest thing. And I, when I when I finally have a backyard, I want a barbecue and a Blackstone. Shit, man. I almost bought a Blackstone <laughs> like two years ago. Walmart was uh, clearing clearing out like a, what is it? Like a 50-inch Blackstone? No, sorry. 28-inch Blackstone for, uh, it was like $99. <laughs> That's a pretty good price. Yeah, but uh, we didn't have anywhere to keep it. But uh yeah, I want to have like a full on outdoor like kitchen area. You know, you've seen the ones like where they go around a corner. Yeah, that's my dream backyard. Countertop, yeah, something like that. So, and when I but look at my then, snowy just, balcony, I don't see it. <laughs> well, you know, this is what the second you're getting snow again for the second time this year. No, we we've had snow a few times. We had a well, you know, because you were still here, but we did not have a white Christmas, but we had a very very white January. Yeah. And it's just pounding us right now. I've become one with the snow. I live and breathe snow. (laughs) That's because you can't breathe anything else. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm not tired of it. You know, it is it is a winter wonderland up here. Um, But, you know, everyone keeps telling me, oh, the summers are so nice. You'll love it during the summer. And I'm just I just want to see trees and stuff like that. Apparently, though, uh, it's like Jumanji up here with massive mosquitoes and huge bugs and stuff like that. Yeah, you'll have like a crazy <laughs> spring with black fly season. So you'll have to have like citronella in your backyard and all that stuff. I'm going to uh, bathe myself in citronella every morning. Yeah, um, I'll be that guy. Just to quickly talk about Walmart, because there's been a lot of things going around the Internet and uh, in Ontario and Canada about Walmart. And we're not going to get into the nitty gritty who's on what side of things. But my favorite thing of the last week is people posting pictures of Walmarts with empty shelves. And if you just look at the the picture carefully, you can tell that it's like 1 a.m. and they're doing restocking. And there's like a bunch of TikToks and stuff exposing um, people being like, yeah, this trucker convoy is like shut down all of our food supply. 
No, they haven't, guys. <laughs> There's lots of stuff everywhere. Um, well, I went into Walmart specifically to to look for uh, an electrolyte drink that I like. No sponsorship here, but I'm a big fan of the Propel drinks, which is uh, something that helped me uh, get through my illness that I had a few weeks ago. Um, it's like Gatorade, but no sugar and no dye. So it's, it's just Gatorade. Clear. It's but, Gatorade, <laughs> but no sugar, no dye. But, yeah, but it's still Gatorade. It's like a. Uh, it's like Pepsi Crystal. It, it's electrolyte water is essentially <laughs> it, what it is. But you don't. It's Gatorade. Feel, yes, but you don't feel that like sugary. You know when you drink like a bunch of Gatorade, you feel like you just drank three Cokes. You don't. You don't feel that. <laughs> okay. Um, but I went in there and I asked the associate really nicely. And the associate just looked at me and was like, it's very popular right now. It, it is on back order, but we've sent so much of our supply out to BC to help with the uh, the landlocking issue that was happening and the natural disaster that we just don't have stuff right now. I was like, oh, so it has nothing to do with your trucking supply? They're like, no, it's actually coming right from the supplier. They just don't have enough. We sent all our resources other places. So I was like, thank you, kind mm-hmm. Walmart person. You are the best. Yeah. <laughs> and I just walked away. Now, like, what, what areas of the shelves were you ta- looking at? Well, a lot of the videos and stuff that are being posted are like the meats. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. So, well, you know, I live in the middle of nowhere and we went to the uh, grocery store the other day and yeah, the meat section was pretty slim uh, in the middle of the day. Well, not not even. Sorry, it was like, yeah, it was the middle of the afternoon on like well, a Saturday. That's pretty normal <laughs> on a Saturday, too. Yeah, like and and granted, you know, we're in a smaller town, so they probably don't they're not shipping in huge quantities of meat and stuff like that on a regular basis, right? Cuz if it doesn't sell, then they have to throw it out. So Yeah, you know. I like I all, all I'm saying is I'm not super duper concerned. I think some of the events that have happened over the last few weeks have been really intense and and like insane. And like I saw what you posted on your personal accounts. I know what a lot of people have been posting on their accounts. And I I just want to say, like, if you support that, awesome, great, but please just don't be violent. Don't be don't be ignorant. Don't don't bully people. You have the right to protest whatever way you want, but please just please think of other people. That's all I'm gonna say. Yes, but do what we want you to do. <laughs> yes, send That's- us all your video games and love. Yeah. Send us money. Now, let's <laughs> let's get to the nitty gritty. Speaking of money. Guess who just saved $80? Uh, you did by switching to Geico? Uh, sort of. I actually <laughs> have canceled my pre-order for Dying Light 2. And this is a huge moment for me. This is a, like, I'm upset. Do we, uh, do we have the piano music? We do. So, as you guys know, huge fan of the franchise. The first game, phenomenal. It was something that I, uh, I, I couldn't believe that that kind of zombie survival game existed. I saw the early reviews today, because unfortunately we didn't get a review copy. And I can't justify spending money on a game that is so bug-filled and so broken that it makes Cyberpunk look like a masterpiece. And don't get me wrong, I think aesthetically it looks very good, and they say the mechanics of the travel is polished and refined, but when you have a story with no depth and a character that has been quoted on a few different reviews as to have the personality of a cardboard cutout, it doesn't seem like a great game to invest in. Now they are saying the playtime is about 500 hours, but now I know it's because your game constantly crashes, freezes, and destroys your life and your will to game as a human being i'm very sad david because i was very very excited for this and i was it's a devastating blow maybe i'll uh buy rcs or something because you know i was borrowing it but that's all yeah you could buy rcs yeah maybe i just i don't know like you saw some of the reviews that i've seen what do you think uh, it, it's not ready to release. 
that's the, think- that's the issue with a lot of games now. It's like, and I know Dying Light was delayed a few times, right? Yeah, but- and they changed the whole concept of the game. Do you remember E3 like four years ago? Some of the things you did completely altered the way the entire game would be. Yeah. I feel like the game changed so much and maybe this is what's causing a lot of these bugs, right? Like they had a game, but instead of just recreating it from from scratch, they just modified it and kept modifying it till it is its current iteration. But then all these other bugs have come to light uh, and they are very much alive, not dying. <laughs> uh, yeah. But apparently uh, the day one patch for Dying Light 2 has over 1,000 bug fixes. Like, yeah. that's kind of ridiculous, right? Like, normally, you know, and we're used to, to day one patches that are, you know, some games, they are the, well, what was it? Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. That game was so buggy at launch that the day one patch was essentially the entire game. Yeah. Right? But uh, it's, I don't know, it's... I, we're, I think- we're in We're in a a problem and we have sorry we have been for the last little while with with digital distribution of games and stuff like that i don't think developers really care to release a completed game unless you're like an indie developer or a double a dev you know people are going to buy the game right right away regardless and then you can just patch it afterwards but Remember like the old days of the PlayStation two and the GameCube and something like that, like games had to be finished because there wasn't, there wasn't download like downloadable patches and whatnot. So that's why I'm a little more wary about buying games right off the bat. Um, I think we're in for like a dangerous precedent was set last year by um, CD project red when they released um cyberpunk and the reason i say that is because they they were penalized they definitely were penalized because Mm -hmm. the community hated that game but they didn't do anything they refunded people who owned it on um xbox one and playstation 4 i believe but all the next gen copies did not get refunded i think is that correct or do do i speak no no because you could only buy the xbox or like Xbox one or PS4 version, because they didn't actually have a PS five or series X version. Like the next gen version hasn't even released yet. Right. And they were, it was always that. And Sony copies were returned, I think. Yes. So this was the first time that Sony and Microsoft voluntarily pulled the game off the store and was refunding people who requested it. Because a lot of times like they don't do it. You can get refunds through Microsoft and Sony if you have an issue with the game. But if you buy something and you just don't like it, it's actually in the terms and conditions that all sales are final. Same thing with Nintendo. You know, they don't like to re- offer refunds for games. But they did it for this one. And, you know, I bought the game physically. So did you, right? I have it digitally, but they wouldn't give me the refund for it. Really? Yeah. I I can't remember what the rejection was for it, but I like oh, weird. to this point, I still haven't played it. Yeah, like, I I played a little bit and it was buggy right off the bat. And I just I said to myself, I'll just wait for the next gen patch. Um, I read just earlier in the week that the uh, next gen patch is supposedly supposed to come out in the next, I want to say six months. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's going to fix anything, but. I mean, like, I want to play the game. It does look cool. Like, the, I like the atmosphere and stuff like that. But was it too ambitious for them? Maybe. Are these games in general getting too ambitious? Maybe. Do they just want to? Are are their investors too money hungry that they just want the games to be pushed and released before they're finished? Absolutely. And I think that's what's happened with Dying Light too, right? Like, it's been delayed so many times, and now their parent company and all their investors and shareholders want their money, right? Like they want to recoup the cost of that they put into this game. And the longer a game is in development, the less likely it is to release. Think of, uh, what was that? Ubisoft one, uh, beyond good and evil Two. Yep. Right. Like, uh, same thing with, uh, time splitters four. Did you ever, do you remember time splitters two and three? 
I, I vaguely remember them, but I wasn't a huge fan of the games. Okay, so they were kind of the spiritual successor to like GoldenEye and and that kind of thing, right? With the gameplay and the health bar and the the shield or the armor is the exact same thing as in GoldenEye. 64. So yeah. anyway, so like those games were huge, huge games on the uh, PS2, Xbox One, GameCube. And they had three games come out. And then Time Splitters 4 was in development and it just kept being in development hell. And then ultimately it just disappeared. Right. So, so same thing, like I mentioned, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh, and, you know, there's tons of games like that. But now what we're seeing is because game companies can just release patches after the fact, they they're more okay with releasing a broken game and they're just releasing a day one patch. Now, did you read the uh, recent statement from uh, EA about Battlefield 2142? How they um, completely muffed it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they pulled the dev team from Battlefront 2 to work on battlefield 2142 and they're pushing back the launch of season one because um they you know they have so much to fix in that game and it's just i haven't run into a lot of these issues but i could see you know where people have run into issues with that game but this is becoming a common like a, a common thing with Microsoft and and uh, Xbox games, right? Yeah. Um, sorry, I was about to sneeze, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I, I, I was gonna say that with the with EA, I think what they should do with Battlefield before anything else, the season one should be free. The Battle Pass should be free for everybody who has the game currently. Like. Please, for the love of God, we spent lots of money on this game. Yeah, some some people received it as gifts. Give people something. Yeah, and but that's the thing is like they already have the money, so and that's the problem with with a lot of these game systems. Well, like Sony and Microsoft that and Nintendo that don't release, um, don't release, or sorry, don't offer refunds. The thing is, like people are buying the these digital copies of games and they're stuck. Like, so the, the companies already have the money. I feel like everything should take the steam approach to refunds. Do you know what the steam refund policy is? Uh, we'll refu- real. We will refund you if you don't like the game. <laughs> so if you have less than two hours of gameplay and you've owned the game for less than it's either 14 days or seven days, it's one of the two, but either way, if you have the game less than a week, and played less than two hours, you can request a refund and it's an automated system, right? You don't have to like go find like their support chat and, and uh, talk to someone and plead your case. No, it's just an automated system and you can get that refunded. I've used it a few times where I bought a game that there was like super hype for, and I just didn't really like it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to refund it. And I did, you know, if you want to get a refund from Nintendo, the game has to be really buggy. I've gotten one refund from Nintendo, and that was when Pillars of Eternity came out. I was super psyched for the game, but it was so buggy. You know, like text would be garbled, saves would randomly uh, be deleted and all this stuff. So I talked to, I had to talk to their chat or whatever. Or sorry, I had to actually call in and talk to someone. And they said, oh, well, there's a patch that's coming out, but we don't know when it's going to come out and anything. He's like, uh, normally we don't do this, but we'll offer you a refund, um, but only to like the store credit. And I'm like, whatever, that's fine because I'm going to buy more games, like obviously. But it's just so frustrating that you we have to be so careful about what games that we're buying because it's. I would say it's more than likely that the game is going to be released broken. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's, it's incredibly frustrating, and like. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of worried about the the release of Elden Ring. I know, right? Like, I can't wait to see some of the bugs. I honestly can't wait to see some of the bugs from Dying Light. Because, like, even Warzone, since they've added Ricochet and they've changed to the new maps, sometimes you pick up a gun and geometrics happen all over the gun and you can't even see in front of you. So you have to drop it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And that game has been active for a year and a half, almost two years. Or actually, two. It's almost two years because it came out just at the beginning of the pandemic, right? Which sorry, which game? Warzone. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, like bug bugs are inevitable, especially if you're playing an online game with coding and patching and all that. Yeah, you, if uh, like a live service game kind of thing, like. But there's no reason why games that are primarily single player should should be released in such a buggy state. Yeah, unless you're talking about Bethesda games. Because right? Bethesda well, that's a feature. Games, <laughs> that's a feature. Yeah, like if you don't have a guy floating through a wall, are you really playing <laughs> a, a, like an Elder Scrolls game? I don't know. It's yeah. It's it's funny because the more we game, the more we play games, the more I'm starting to really be into subscription-based gaming. And a lot of that actually has to do with the fact that I don't have to worry about my investment being poor. The depreciation of video games is so high or the depreciation rate of video games is so high unless you keep like masterpieces or Nintendo games. Like it's now to the point where I'm like, okay, we've got to, we've got to focus on that. Like we've got to focus on how we can play these games. And a company that I think is going to try something different is Sony now. Because I think Sony, like, it might have been a little retaliatory what they did the other day, and it wasn't even like the smartest retaliation they could have done. But they bought Bungie, which gives them the rights to the IPs for like uh, essentially Destiny. And you could pull that off Microsoft if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But it was a landmark deal. Nobody saw it coming, and everybody thought it was Halo-driven. But reading the fine print, Sony didn't get Halo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wonder if like there was some like some like the some executive and Sony's like, what do we do? We buy we 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 get them where it hurts. Let's buy Halo. Okay, who made Halo? Bungie. All right, let's buy them. So they, literally, little do they know, Bungie hasn't had the rights to Halo in a very very long time. They they got to make Halo ODST and Reach even without the rights. I believe they lost the rights in two thousand and seven, and Take Two. Um, when Microsoft sold off Bungie, they sold or they kept the rights for themselves and take two interactive. Yeah. Um, Sony did get some Mac OS classics here, like pathways into the darkness and Minotaur. Uh, but they did uh, the, this is a weird acquisition for me because they bought, they ended up getting myth, which is a windows based game and a Apple based game. Like it was mm-hmm. playable on both in the, the late nineties. And they bought Oni and Destiny. And Sony came out saying, oh, we want to make sure that this is still accessible to everyone. We aren't going to make anything exclusive. This is this is that E3 all over again. What was it, 2013, where the guy handed the cartridge to the other person, <laughs> or the, the disc? Yeah, yeah. But you know damn well Destiny 3 is not coming to Xbox. Like, I don't even know why you're trying. Bethesda said the exact same thing. And then Microsoft was like, or no, sorry, Microsoft said, oh, we're going to be inclusive. We're going to make sure everybody still gets to enjoy these Bethesda titles. Yoink, yoink, yoink. Starfield is an exclusive. And Deathloop, oh, sorry, no longer an exclusive. Microsoft gets it in like June. But they're the only game that they made exclusive officially is Starlink or whatever it is. Starfield, Starlink. Exactly. But that's that's Starlink is that proprietary plane one. Or uh, the little fighter jet thing. Um, you're you're they, right. Bethesda they, didn't make anything exclusive, but that because Microsoft literally said they would do that. Yeah, but they also took the one thing Sony had at E3 last year that looked really promising, and they're like, "Ours now. You get you can have a timed exclusive, but it's ours now. Thank you." And Sony, like I maintain at this point in time. Sony should have bought something else and they might still, but spending $4 billion on one franchise is not it was, worth it. I thought it was eight. I thought it was 3.7. I might be totally wrong. And now I want to look. I thought it was like 8.3 million. 3.6 billion US. 3.6. We're all wrong. Yeah. 3.6 billion. So it's not even the funny thing is, is like, oh yeah, 3.6 billion. That's nothing compared to how much money Microsoft has dropped 70 on billion some- on <laughs> Activision. <laughs> like between Activision and and uh Bethesda that's Bethesda? like over 100 billion dollars. 
I know, right? Like it's crazy. But really, what did Sony buy? They bought Destiny. That's it. Do you know what company Destiny has free to play? Destiny's a free to play game. <laughs> that's that's like some kid. Literally, it's like maybe one of the one of the executives like kids got their wallet and uh there was like a bug in the in Bungie's or in Destiny's uh, online shop and they're like, "Oh, buy Bungie." Okay, sure, and just puts it on the, their dad's credit card. <laughs> um what what do they need to buy? What does Sony need to buy? Sony needs to buy Warner Brothers uh, Entertainment. Or, sorry, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Yeah. But that means that they would have to buy Warner Brothers. No, I think they can buy just the video game part. WB Games. What games do they make? Well, I know that they make all the Batman games. Well, they they were making Suicide Kill the Justice League until, uh, you know, it got delayed until 2023. Um, they are developing. Oh, they, they would get all the Lego games. They 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 have three big IPs coming out this year. Four, which yeah. I hope you pre-ordered. They would get multiverses. They would get Hogwarts Legacy. They would get Gotham Knights, and they will get the game that I've been waiting for since it's been announced: Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Wait, you get to is- play as the Mandalorian. Is Hogwarts not PlayStation exclusive already? It is. Nope. It is also coming out on Xbox Series X. Okay. Just all the ads have been for PS5. That's actually interesting because I thought it was PlayStation exclusive. That's the Mm -hmm. only reason I bought a PlayStation. uh, Sucker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And let me guess. You were hoping that I have pre-ordered Star Wars Saga. Yes, because I want to play it online with you. Yeah, I, I could probably do that, but I might. You have until April. I might not need to pre-order it because if I pre-order it off Amazon, uh, I no longer live within like one or two day shipping area. So it things usually take like four or five days, if not longer, to show up. Maybe, uh, maybe your so, friend Sean will order it for you because he owes you like a video game. So maybe your Sean, your your buddy Sean, will buy it for you. <laughs> Maybe my Sean will, uh, but I might just go to Walmart and buy it. It'll be faster. That's true. And yeah. you'll probably get some sort of Walmart exclusive. Yeah. Actually, like, I think like a Ray mini minifigure. No, yeah, that, that would be just for you. <laughs> I would literally, <laughs> I, I would, I will, if there's a Ray minifigure, I will literally record a video for our Instagram and TikTok and Facebook of me Melting lighting it. it on fire. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure. The Skywalker Saga pre-order bonus comes with something cool. It is a whatchamacallit. It's it comes with a tiny replica of Han Solo Frozen and Carbonite. Oh, but I already have one of those. But a Lego one? Yeah. Hold on. It is there oh, a picture? Is there a picture of it? I think I'm reading the wrong one. My stupid ad blocker has made this impossible for me to actually look at what uh, I'm I'm looking for here. The Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. This was published May 29th, 2020. So that's two years ago. Um, I thought it. Oh, it's a Luke. With... It's a Luke Skywalker minifigure. All right, yeah. you know what? I might have does to. Does it do also that. come with a little X-wing? It does. Does it? Okay, or maybe he's it's just posing beside one. Yeah, it is a Luke Skywalker with some blue milk. All right, I might have to do that. Um, oh, here it is. So if you buy it at Best Buy, you get a steelbook case. If you buy it at GameStop, you get a free mini Poe Dameron X-Wing Lego set. And if you get it at um, anywhere else, you also get the Luke Skywalker. So I'm ordering from hell. And getting it from GameStop so I can get the little mini X-Wing. I guess I might have to do that too. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, Sean. <laughs> I'll, I'll pre-order it for you and ship it to you. <laughs> uh, speaking of Lego, can we take a moment to... Uh, talk about those helmets? Talk about those helmets, yeah. Okay. So it, so... Was, it was Mando and it was Luke. <laughs> We're all over the place. I know. this, But that's what our show is all about. Okay, so new leaks came out not too long ago 
for the new Star Wars bus collection. There's three, but we really only—I only really only care about two of the three. What was the one the that I don't heard one? It, it was—it's Thor's hammer. It looks pretty cool. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We're gonna pre-order that. It's—it's uh, it's Thor's hammer, but the other two is the Mandalorian helmet and uh, Ro- Luke Skywalker's helmet. The Luke which, Skywalker's helmet looks sick. It looks so good. So it's funny. I told she who shall not be named. Uh, the other day, I'm like, there's new Lego sets coming out. She's like, what is it? You don't need it. I'm like, the Mandalorian helmet and Luke Skywalker's helmet. She's like, you can buy them. <laughs> I, I know. I know I can. But uh, that will. I'm doomed to have to buy all of the uh, helmet busts now. Because I have all of them so far. Um, really? You have every single one? Like all the Star Wars ones. Yeah. I have. Uh, TIE Fighter helmet, Stormtrooper helmet, uh, Boba Fett helmet, Darth Vader helmet. There was... Do you have the Scout Trooper as well? Oh, do I have the Scout Trooper? Because I, I saw that one, and then there's a oh, there's a Grogu I... bust as well. Well, I, I have, like, the baby... I have the child. Like, I have the Grogu one. But, like, it's a... F- light, well, it's not life-size. It's, like, six inches. D- Disney's got to come up with, like, one name for this thing. <laughs> The the foundling. Oh, yeah. Uh, Do I have the scout trooper? I don't. I thought I did. Uh, I might have to buy that now. (laughs) I want I want to get a stormtrooper helmet for when I go to Disney. Like, I know people think I'm crazy because like, you know, when you're a kid, everybody's like, oh, is it Luke Skywalker? Do you like Darth Vader? You're a Han Solo fan, and forever I've just loved Stormtroopers. It makes no sense. Stormtroopers to me are the coolest characters in Star Wars. Stormtroopers are pretty cool, and Man, I just I love them. the The Lego Star Wars Stormtrooper helmet right now is going for one forty four on Amazon. Bruh, what a stupid! If Amazon my- prices are all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's supply and demand right now, man. Because apparently there is no supply, just demand. I know. Um, speaking of EA, cause we're kind of already there already. Um, and we've kind of bounced back and forth. Did you see they have released their quarterly earnings or their yearly earnings rather? Does it, is it, oh, EA, I was going to say Sony. Uh, what is their quarterly earnings? I'm just reopening the link because I closed the tab trying to find your Lego Star Wars information. You know uh, that web so- browsers have an unlimited number of tabs, right? Yeah, but uh, like I'm lazy. <laughs> um, so they made money again, <laughs> of course. Um, year over year, but their year over year net income drops dropped significantly, significantly, which is a huge word for them. I guess people have decided to no longer buy The Sims four dollar packs nonstop. Oh wow. Their network of more than 540 million unique active accounts continued to expand while players were spending more time in our games with our amazing IPs. Now, here's the thing about that. We already know that Madden, FIFA, and NHL will always make money. doesn't matter that NHL is pretty niche to North America and FIFA until this year was a worldwide phenomenon and Madden you mm-hmm. you do get some worldwide purchases but a lot of it's north american based people pay to play these card games right it's yeah. it's their legal tender and currency what ea i think fucked up on hugely is losing the rights to fifa cuz they didn't want to spend the money if you remember that correctly yeah and 30% of their active player growth came from a game that i would not have expected which would be apex legends 30% really? increase year over year with Apex Legends. A quarter end Apex Legends monthly active players was up over 30%, bringing in 20 more percent more revenue than they had previously. Wow. Yeah, good You know what? Like, it, it's funny, though, because one of my old coworkers was just obsessed with playing Apex, and I don't know really anyone that plays it but but them, but I guess it's making them a shit ton of money. It's funny. I was talking about this uh, with one of my coworkers today because we're both video game junkies. And I challenged him. I was like, 
I bet you you've purchased or somebody has purchased in your household at least two things owned by EA in the last year. Everybody, 100%, has purchased those kind of games. Oh, yeah. Like, I know for a fact I bought NHL. Carissa bought me Madden. Um, I bought It Takes Two. You bought, uh, well, you got as a gift, you got um, Lost in Random. Um, oh, no, I, I bought I bought Lost in Random. Oh, I thought you got it as a gift. I'm sorry. Well, no, I got my brother to purchase it from his account in Alberta and gift it to me, but I paid him for it because I saved the tax on it. Interesting. So mm-hmm. they featured in their content. Um, <laughs> it's funny because the slideshow has FIFA and Madden as two of their biggest, like, money producers and i don't know what ea's future looks like without i really don't i'm i'm very interested to see kind of what happens when fifa no longer exists in their world or if they drop the money needed in order to get it Mm -hmm. but they've also lost like they've made some pretty bad the like decisions money wise over the last few years didn't they also lose the rights to start the exclusivity rights to star wars games aside from lego uh yes and that was after the launch of battlefield 2 because it was such a huge mess interesting yeah Yeah. so ea's top three earners officially are apex legends fifa and madden and they're losing one of those big fishes rights so I'm interested to see kind of what they do going forward. I can't see anything on a on a, a quick licensing thing, but hopefully they figure something out because the game works. It's polished. Let, let them have their cake and eat it. I don't think it's a bad thing for anybody, especially if you're making a quality game, right? Mm-hmm. Like the argument still stands with Star Wars. If you're going to make crappy games, don't let EA have the IP. <laughs> like, it's, this is true. It's simple. And they make more bad games than good games, which is a very EA kind of thing to do. But as I said, and I digress, EA's biggest thing or biggest IPs are still making money. And if they would just spend a little bit of time and effort on revamping The Sims, a game that came out, what, in 2011, The Sims 3? Yeah, something like that. Could you imagine what The Sims 4 would possibly do to EA? <laughs> Make them money? Okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. Guess when this game came out? Sims Sims 3? Yeah. It was like mid-2000s. 2009. Yeah. That's before the 10 happened, man. <laughs> yeah, like the game is old. We graduated college when that game came out. I kind of remember, I th- I don't know if you came with us, but I remember pre-ordering this game for PC and, and going like, to the Best Buy near White Oaks to go get it. And and nobody's computers could play it very well. It was super buggy at launch too. And... Yeah, and you had to, that was the beginning of Origin accounts too. Yes, that's true. The, the, the death, the death of a lot of EA fans, mm-hmm. just in general. Hoping... I'm hoping they figured out, but we got to keep this party moving because there's still so much to talk about. What's next on the ledger? What's next on the ledger? <laughs> oh, geez, I don't know. Pokemon Arceus. You and I have both played a little bit. We've dabbled. I'm I'm going to admit, better than I expected, the mechanics are neat. But somebody put it in perspective. I saw it on a video. Pokemon Arceus is exactly what we imagined when we played Pokemon Red. Like you see a Nido King and you're holy shit, a Nido King. But it's still kind of meh to me. I still got to give it a little bit more time, a little bit more, um, I guess, attention. But mm-hmm. it has me interested enough that I no longer want to just play for 10 minutes. I kind of want to purchase it. Well, and that's the thing is I think they changed the mechanics up uh, enough that for those of us that were kind of getting bored from the, the older classic gameplay, right? Like it's the same thing over and over again, really. And, and with Pokemon sword and shield, they added the, like the gigantic 
evolutions or whatever it is and all these other things like so many other little gimmicky features that they added to the game to try and change it but fundamentally it's still the same turn-based battle strategy stuff right yeah this one the gameplay and that's what everyone's saying like people who haven't played pokemon games in so long or they got bored from the the previous ones um they've been spending hours playing this game because it's different uh i think the focus is more on catching and exploring like catching pokemon and battle systems are slightly different there's no gym leaders because the story takes place kind of like early pokemon right like there's still they're still discovering the pokemon and 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 learning about them, right? So it's more of a exploration rather than being like, I want to be the very best and defeat everyone kind of thing. But they've changed it up a bit so that, or enough so that it feels like a completely different game. It's It doesn't feel like a Pokemon game. Um, and from what I've played a little bit of it, it's enough for me to be like, you know what? Like this might be enough of a change in this in the mechanics to actually have me not lose interest in it quickly. Right. Like, cause that's oh, the thing. Like the hundred percent, the, po- the Pokemon games have been, it's always like when a new one comes out, you're we're always like, Oh yeah, I'd love to play that game. But then when we get it, it's just the same thing, right? The same game that we've played every time over, just a slightly different story and, and whatnot. And I hate the grind. Um, I can't, I just can't do that anymore. You know, as a kid, yeah, I could spend hours just walking around and battling Pokemon and tall grass just to level up. But this one seems just different enough that I'm actually seriously considering making the purchase. And this would be a f- the first Pokemon game that I've purchased since the Nintendo 3DS. I think it was Pokemon Sun that I bought. Yeah. The Did you play Sword and Shield? Uh, no, like I dabbled a little bit, but I know, but not really enough to get too much into it. But from what I saw and everything, I, I just know that I was going to get bored of it. I definitely the same got battle bored system, of it. right? Well, the battle system does look a lot better. Um, it's funny because there's a wild area where you can encounter Pokemon, much like Arceus. But sometimes when you're walking into like caves and stuff, you can see Pokemon walking around, but a lot of the routes don't have it. So it takes some of the things that you really like from let's go. And then it abandons them (laughs) in some parts of the game, which is kind of annoying. The part for me, that's kind of, I guess different is I did not like the Gigantamax Pokemon mechanic or Gigamax, like the mega Pokemon. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. When I played, um, what was it? X and Y. I mm-hmm. really wasn't into that mechanic at first, but Mega Evolutions was so cool. Like once you got to learn the mechanic, it was great. I poured hundreds of hours into that game. Mm-hmm. Sword and Shield never hit the mark for me, like at all. No, like, and the funny thing is, like, there's so many people that were bitching about Sword and Shield when it launched. And I know we had the discussions about it. You know, they they took out a ton of stuff that that people were expecting in the game. Uh, but it still was like us. Well, top seller right like that's the thing pokemon games just because it has a pokemon name on it they're they're gonna sell right it's like call of duty or fifa or or uh pokemon (laughs) you know they're gonna sell and i think i'm curious as to see how the sales for rcs goes because people know that it is a different style of game and people know that it is difficult like this is apparently a very difficult pokemon game yeah, not only, um, like, not only are your Pokemon able to take damage, but your character takes damage as well. Yeah, because like, wild, wild Pokemon can attack you if you get too close, or if you get in the the way of their attacks, which is cool. Like, I think that's a cool mechanic that they've added. So, I don't know. I think uh, I think I might I might have to pick that game up. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit more tempted. Maybe I'll uh, finally sell off Sword and Shield. And uh, just move towards, you know, the good stuff. And the thing is, the nice thing about the Pokemon games is that they do retain their value significantly, even even the newer ones. So, 
Yeah. Well, do you remember when I sold the Pokemon Silver with the Walker? Mm-hmm. I got like $130 for that thing. I know, right? That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could have sold it for more later. What's next? What do we got? We've got ooh, TV. And now we've decided and made the conscious effort for you guys to no longer talk about Boba Fett till the end of the series. I know. Shocking. But it's because we don't want to spoil it. And we have a very special guest coming for you guys in a few weeks who will want to talk all about it. You you may or may not know him from some of our shows. Drop drop us a guess in the comments if you uh, if you hear this and you're like, hey, is it this person? Because that'd be sweet. You never know who's going to show up on the scene on screen podcast. I'll tell you that's for sure. Yeah. But I will well, also tell you. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say that will be a uh, an episode you guys don't want to miss. Yeah, we're going to we're yeah. going to put knowledge to the test a little bit. I hate knowledge. Yeah. Um, you know say about knowledge. Nothing. Knowledge is power. It's great to learn because knowledge is power. <laughs> um, RCS debuts number one in charts last week. Which is not a surprise at all. Yeah, it's selling mostly Nintendo games, which is super odd. But, oh, uh, so, sorry, can I just read you a quick headline that I just saw and I, I can't believe it? Sure. Epic Game Store customers spend an average of $4 in 2021. They gave away so many games. And the average amount of money people spent was $4. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. So um, the $840 million that they earned was spent by 194 million users. So if you took that 840 and divided it by 194 million, it's $4.33. I can tell you I didn't spend a dollar. (laughs) Didn't you? You bought, you bought um, Rogue Squad. Yeah, you bought um, Squadrons through Epic, did you not? Yeah, through Epic, but I used the coupon code, so I ended up getting, I think I only bought it for like 20 bucks or something like that. That's still above the average of four, so you spent my $4. Thank yeah, you, there you for go. helping. <laughs> so, um, you and I watched some new shows this week, and uh, one I'm really excited about, I know you don't have Apple Plus TV, but I don't know if you were able to see it other ways, but the best show everybody is not watching right now is The After Party. Have you have you seen the trailer? Have you heard of this? Have you no? I've never it? heard of it. So the after party is about a high school reunion's after party where it ends in death. Everyone is a suspect, and a detective grills all the former classmates one by one, uncovering potential motives for each person. Now, the thing I like about this show is it released the first three episodes, and each episode is the backstory to one character. So, what happened that night for that one character? It's Pretty freaking sweet. I, I like. I, what, I can't. What's sorry. Hold on. What's it on? Apple Plus or Apple oh, TV that, Plus? No, that's why I don't have it. That's why I never seen it. The cast is stacked: Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, Zoe Chow, Ben Schwartz, Ilya, um, Elena Glazer. I was calling her Eliana, and uh, Dave Franco. So it's, a, it's, a, oh, it's yeah. a good show. Very good. Um. I won't spoil it for anybody because it is obviously a murder mystery. The third episode is the strongest episode so far, um, but it gets better every single episode, which I like. And the concept is gripping enough that you'll want to watch the second episode. I highly encourage everybody to watch it. Interesting. I'm, I might have to see if I can f- figure a way to watch it. And uh, I, I don't know if you saw it as well. I just want to throw it in there real quick. Did you see the Halo trailer? Uh, I did actually. So what here's the think? thing. I <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. As you can tell from my response, it looks cool. I think there's a lot of potential for it because they are sticking true to like the halo style of everything. Um, I know that it is a different timeline from like the video games, right? Cause they haven't discovered halo yet. I think. That's true. But Do you remember the- years ago there was uh there was this guy named Zach Finfrock. He used to be on uh oh man, I, f- I forget his YouTube channel, but they used to make props. 
And he and his friends made a YouTube series for Fallout. That's all I could imagine when I saw the Halo trailer. It just looks so cheesy and not... Like, I, I understand when people see things like Halo and they're Microsoft fanboys. They're like, oh my god, it's Halo, I need to watch it. And the same would happen as if all of a sudden you saw like a television show about Link. Right? Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be like every other video game adaptation. I think it's going to be bad. Well, you know what their biggest miss was? What's that? That they didn't use the Halo theme. They oh. use like some they use some like what song did they use? I don't I remember. Know. It was like some pop song or like a song that everyone knows, but if they had used like the actual Halo theme for that, then they that would have just made the trailer just it would just blown it out of the water. But I don't know. It's on the funny thing is so it's it's on pl- What's it called? Um, it's it going to be Paramount Plus. Par- Paramount Plus. So funny thing, I have a Paramount Plus subscription. I got like a three month free subscription. Uh, the Halo series releases on March 4th, I believe it is. And my subscription ends on March 3rd. No. <laughs> so I can't even watch like the first episode or anything like that. But uh I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll be put on other streaming services at some point. I think it's going to be kind of like Hulu. Like right now, um, Hulu's running How I Met Your Father. And we've only seen the first two episodes because we don't have enough time to go like search it out and try and find out like a good stream for it because no Canadian product has it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it won't get it till like March. So we'll know if the show's canceled or not before it even hits Canadian air. Which yeah, that's also true. super sucks because, you know, Hulu. But I, I I was interested in, as you guys know, sometimes I like to get David's raw reaction. If he tells me he saw something, I sometimes I'm like, don't tell me. I don't want to know. But watching the the trailer for Halo, I didn't really feel like I knew any of the actors. I didn't feel attached to anybody. I was like, I wasn't like, oh my god, I'm so glad that this person is in this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's different. This and is this is true. I, I don't know. know. We can all we'll have to see how it is. Like it's one of those things that it could go either way. You know, we've had a lot of bad things come out based off of video games and you know, yeah. comics and other series. We're talking about that... you, the fog or silent Hill, not the fog, <laughs> silent Hill. Silent Hill wasn't horrible. It was terrible. It wasn't horrible. You shut your mouth. <laughs> um, but I don't know. There, there is a little bit of hope for this one because you can tell that they did put the effort into at least have, uh, the, the props and art department, you know, actually look close to the games. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how yeah. things go. It's just going to be very awkward when it tries to follow canon and there's this weird like Master Chief Cortana sex scene. Well, isn't that what happens in the games? I, I believe she falls in love with him and then he has to like, oh, you are not nearly as far. Like, I haven't played the new one yet fully, but oh. I know you don't know the story. Beyond doesn't she spend four. doesn't she spend like the whole time inside his suit? Yeah. So it's pretty much just a big, long sex scene with guns. She, she's a very invasive program. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up, we watched Hit Monkey. David and I both watched only episode one because we wanted to, to see what it was all about. And I got to mm-hmm. say, I'm not a huge anime guy. And this show was literally, how did I describe it to you? Archer versus John Wick. Yeah, it was like she- an Archer and John Wick mixture of the the Archer style and comedy. <laughs> Uh, like art style almost mixed with I don't know like the characters look like Archer style but then the animation and the backgrounds and stuff like that looks more traditional like Japanese style um, and then yeah John it happens Wick in Tokyo I know uh, how did you feel about it I thought it was really interesting uh, my other half said 
she saw me watching it and was like, what are you watching? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, as I said, like I've just started to delve a little bit into um, more traditional anime or like animation styles. And I'm like, I have people who are like, yo, you should watch Naruto or you should watch like an Americanized one, like Dragon Ball Z. But I like, I like things that are a little bit more violent, I guess, like this, or I enjoyed Archer's kind of art style. I enjoyed Invincible's art style, which you've still never watched. This show I really enjoyed. And I, I like, maybe it's because of the Marvel add on. I was kind of a little bit more interested in it, but I never, I didn't know anything about Hit Monkey at all. I know. I just saw that. I just saw the poster or the banner up on Disney Plus uh, a little while ago, and it's like, oh, this seems interesting. Um, my feelings for the the series is it's interesting, but I'm not dying to watch the next episode. That's because they're all available to you. You don't have to worry about it. Well, no, no, no. It's it's not like so. Well, you know, other series have done that where they release them all and you're like, oh, I need to watch the next one. When the first episode finished, it was kind of like, okay, I'm not really connected to anything in this series. It hasn't really left me wanting more. Fair. And I wonder if I wonder if they released it all at once because the reception might be meh. So if they release it all at once, people are more inclined to watch the next episode right away and get into it. Right. Whereas with series like book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian or uh, even WandaVision or Loki, all those things, they release each episode once a week because they know that there's going to be that desire to see the next one. Right. It's going to bring people back. Yeah. Well, like, and with, um, what was it? Uh, Star Wars Visions. I believe all of those were released all at once. Mind you, they weren't all like feature length films or uh, t- TV shows, right? Like they were shorts. I think there was one that was like 22 minutes or something like that. Yeah. But still, I think the lesser or the the series and stuff like that that are going to garner less interest, they're more likely to release them like the whole series at once. This might be a series that I watch as I'm doing something else, right? Like if I'm putting re putting my Lego collection back together. Yeah. Like you, you don't know? really have to like the only thing you'd really have to pay attention to is like some of the humor. Cause it's just all over the place, mm-hmm. but you definitely felt Archer throughout most of the, the episode. Yeah. The, the humor is, is there. Um, it is funny because <laughs> we were trying to figure out like, where does the assassin monkey come from? I'm like, he's going to fuck that monkey <laughs> and they're going to have a, an assassin monkey baby or it's like, oh no, he's going to train that monkey to kill people. No. Oh, oh, the monkeys are going to assimilate him and he's going to become one of them. He's going to turn into a monkey. Like we had a lot of fun just trying to come up with the <laughs> ways that the monkey was going to become an assassin. But, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a very it's interesting inter- show. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. It's uh, oh, it's no Boba Fett, but hopefully those tides turn. Are you excited or cautiously optimistic or nervous about the the f- final two episodes? You know what? After I thought we weren't going to talk about it. After, no, no, we're not talking about it. We're just asking. I'm just asking you oh, before okay. I hit our final topic. Um, after last week's episode, which was a complete banger, it's the only good episode of the entire series. Um, Second to the Chuskin Raiders. Well, actually, you know what? You could watch just episode five by itself, and it could lead directly into Boba Fett. And you could skip all the other stuff, and you wouldn't really be missing anything. Yeah, because it wouldn't matter what order. (laughs) Because I'm I'm sure when, uh, when Mando goes to talk to Boba Fett, he's going to explain to him what is going on. Right. So anyways, um, I now knowing that Mandalorian is going to be in the next two episodes, I am more excited for it because we know that there's, there's going to be a little bit more substance Yeah. in a, in an otherwise diet cola series. Well, I read that Redacted. is in the series and possibly also Redacted. but I'm not quite sure because I read spoilers by accident Redacted. and I'm sorry. Uh, sh- 
<laughs> my, my significant other's not in the series. <laughs> That's uh, well, I don't. I don't have a I, like a. Beat. I know. I know. Um. All right. Fi- final thing before we head off. Meeples is returning to its glory. Our uh, extended hiatus is over, and David and I have uh, some exciting things planned with our our good pal Owen. Um, mm-hmm. We we have a, a YouTube slash Twitch live coming up soon, don't we? Uh, yeah, it'll be sometime next weekend, I think. Yeah, uh, I believe it's next weekend. Yeah, for are we doing the Valentine's Day thing? Yeah, I think we're we're gonna go live <laughs> on Twitch on the twelfth. Yeah, we're gonna test our love for each other. Hmm. And uh, we might actually come at you with some two-player games for those people who don't want to go out to restaurants and want to play some two-player games. And yeah, finally, turn, lower the lights, put some candles on, but you know, away from the table. Play some smooth jazz in the background and bring your lover real close and deal out some cards and toss uh, some dice. I'm very worried about what's actually going to happen when this. Uh, <laughs> this I know. Happens. What if we find out that we're not compatible? <laughs> I mean, it is possible. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but what the last thing I want to talk about, it's already going to happen before or like it's happening the day that this show will air. So if you catch it, definitely try and join us or join your friends. If you have Oculus or Steam um, and a copy of Walkabout Mini, Mini Golf. But on February 4th, it's World Cancer Day. And the the people at the Children's Cancer Research Fund are doing a fundraiser. Now, what they're doing is they are inviting anybody who has the game to come out and check out. Um, it's called Quicksoat Valley. And what you're going to do is you're going to play the course. You're going to play it with your friends and you're going to post your score. The lowest score of the day posted to either their discord or the link that we will be posting out at some point today as well, probably early morning. Um, you actually have a chance to have a donation made in your name. So it's a great cause. You get to play with your friends. You get to play some walkabout um, myself, David Owen, and possibly a special guest of our, our VR friends, our, our, our friend, um, We'll, we'll keep his name out just in case he doesn't come out. Um, but we're we're slated to be a foursome on Friday, and we're very very excited to to play and help out. And mm-hmm. it's a hard course, so I'm I'm gonna do some practicing over the next two days for sure. Yeah, and you know what? It's great that uh, this this group, this game company, uh, they are participating in such a good cause. Um, and it just makes us love the game even more. <laughs> yeah. Like, right? like have, have you been on their discord? Uh, I have. Yeah. It is wild. It is. It is pretty bumping on a regular basis. Yeah. Like there is tons of games open right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. Shanghai easy. Three slots open. Room is spade. Go join. Fucking do yeah. it, man. Yeah. Play the game. And, Enjoy the uh, game. Today, or actually earlier in the week, February 2nd, they announced, they showed a little teaser of the upcoming course. Did you watch that video? Oh, I saw just the the uh, the 3D modeling. Did they actually yeah. show off the course? No, that's it. That's the only teaser okay. that they've given. So we are super excited for that one. And uh, in the next few weeks, we're hoping that uh, we, we've been talking obviously in the background with uh, some of the devs there. Uh, And we're hoping to have them on our show as a special guest, because, you know, we've talked about them so much, but what better way to actually talk about the game than to talk about it with the people that make the game? Yeah, it's, um, it's a game that we love. We're very excited to continue to play. And it, it might actually be my favorite VR experience, period. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's one of those games that you think about during the day. Yeah, I think about a lot of things during the day, including that. I will tell you, I'm like 45% done Spider-Man and I'm, I'm very excited. I'm just like, I'm now to a point in the story where I never played it before. So I'm like very excited to continue mm, nice. to play. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man real quick before we, uh, sign off. Are you finally you, seeing it? No, but you know what I saw? I saw it up on pre-order for the, like the 4k like ultra HD version on Amazon the other day. So I know my time to see it in theaters is, is coming to an end. 
So I might have to take a trip down to Winnipeg just to see if I can watch it in theaters. I might do that this weekend. Well, you do that. If you don't get to do that, go out, get a game, play a game, play Pokemon, play Dying Light, even though you might begrudgingly play it. Play something, (laughs) have fun with friends, enjoy your time. For myself and David, we want to thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. (laughs) You need your soundboard back. I know. I'm gonna set. I'm setting up my uh, my main desktop soon. That's the plan. We need to buy a desk. IKEA, watch out. We're coming for you. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Eventually, when you get the stuff I want in stock. But we, we want to thank you guys for listening. Check us out where you can check us out, and you have a great night. And we'll see you next week on the Scene on Screen podcast. Peace. <laughs>